as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. Welcome once again to the Aaron Meta and Harry Dyer show. I am Aaron Meta and he is... Harry Dyer. Hey Harry, how's it going? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How's things with you? Uh, going very well. I mean, uh, obviously we've been a bit rushed tonight because obviously conflicting schedule changes and stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, been uh, pretty good. Um, just a couple of announcements just to let people know. Um, actually, I, might, I, I was surprisingly going to be uh, ranting on YouTube tonight, but uh, recently, for those of you who do not know, uh, I posted up on the Aaron Meta Show Facebook page uh, the uh, uh, video from uh, the nostalgia critic Dog Walker, and he was uh, saying that his uh, YouTube channel has stopped getting monetization uh, for no reason whatsoever, and also he's had a strike put against his channel, and uh, he has basically been uh, banging his head against the wall with YouTube support. He's had no contact with anyone whatsoever. He's not talked to to a human being and now uh, we just got an update from his uh, YouTube channel basically saying that uh, he's now got the monetization back so he's basically making money again for the first time in three weeks and uh, he's but yet he's still yet to talk to anybody from YouTube so it's just uh, so right now I mean I was going to say you know uh, because we've been doing like all the Hey Arnold videos on YouTube and stuff I was going to say that we're going to stop doing them now because obviously it's not fair what YouTube is doing to various YouTubers taking away their money and stuff like that and uh, doing all that stuff so uh, I was going to say tonight you know uh, no more Hey Arnold videos on YouTube we're just going to start doing stuff here and uh, basically saying within this realm and uh, but uh, I don't know really I'm going to see how things go but uh, you know basically the, the bottom line is this if YouTube keeps treating people like shit then I'm not going to do business with them anymore so you know you can forget it you know there's going to be you know if they're going to treat people unfairly if they're not even going to give them a human being to talk to or you know uh, take them take them for granted basically only using them basically for you know where to uh, stuff their pockets with then forget it I'm not going to be part of that you know there's not going to be any more YouTube videos until this all situations resolved so well I it's funny how youtube work like some of the things that they that they'll sort of go after and take down and some of the things that they leave on there and don't seem to care about i i've always found it baffling i mean i won't go into it but yeah if they're if they're starting to sort of you know come after people and you know do stuff like that then yeah it could be going in uh going in darker directions I know it's like, but uh, it's just it's it's is certain Google is basically a faceless organization at this point. I mean, did you watch Question Time last night? Uh, I didn't. Uh, no, so. I mean basically Google was rounded upon on the fact that it's only basically paid well the, this year three percent of tax when really you should be paying a lot more than that. And you know uh, you got the Conservative Party, you know, kind of cheerleading, saying, "Well, at least we got something out of them." It's like mm. you know, well, you know, that something isn't really much, is it? It's like, you know, you, and also the thing that really annoyed me was uh, out of that night is like saying, well, you know, the Labour Party spent, you know, 13 years not being able to uh, to get it. It's like, well, what have you guys been doing? It's like, you know, why do you keep going backwards and saying that, oh, just because some guys didn't get anything out of them means that you can get a pittance? It's like, you know, that's not how it works. 
You know, it's like it works basically saying, here's how the tax laws are put up. This is what the tax you should be paying. If people are avoiding tax, you know, for no good reason whatsoever, then you need to clamp down on that. Like, I don't understand why, you know, obviously, well, that's not stuff we're going to be going into tonight. Obviously, we're going to be going into other things than that. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just been the last couple of days. It's been uh, a lot of frustrations and a lot of uh, annoyance out of politicians recently. So it's just, uh, yeah, mm. no good. No change there, then. <laughs> no change there. No, no, no. It's just, uh, you know, I'm really, I really want a politician to surprise me. I really do. You know, it's like, I know we can say, I'll talk about, you know, Jeremy Corbyn and people like that. But, so, I mean, let's face it. Then they're not going to be people that we're going to... You know, are we really going to be talking about Jeremy Corbyn after 2020? I, I, well, I don't know. There's part of me that believes we aren't after, no. after 2020. Well, we'll see, won't we? I mean, like I say, I think we've talked many times where we've said about even even if he doesn't uh, become the Prime Minister, even if he then leaves as the leader of the Labour Party, um, hopefully he'll have uh, maybe steered politics in a different direction or at least helped to turn it more towards the direction that it needs to be going. Yeah, I was hoping that he was going to take a more, you know, kind of more. Uh, um, I, I would say um, I'm trying to find the best word for it. I think I was hoping he was going to. Basically, I was hoping he wasn't going to be the status quo. That's what I was hoping he wasn't going to be. And you know, you could say um, ideolo- ideologically and uh, politically. I mean, you could say he. Um, he he's not, but I mean, if you look at how he conducts himself, I mean, like you know the uh, the well, before when we saw Prime Minister's questions, he'd be like, you know, he'd be saying, okay, here's a letter from this person and that person, and he still does it to his credit. Yeah, yeah. But you can tell now the vectorial is kind of turning up a little bit in Jeremy Corbyn. I think the thing the big problem with is I think if you uh, ride on his, you know, if you basically if you um, you know really get him to a point where you really push him towards the edge, I think you can see kind of a more you know, kind of a more hideous side of him kind of come out really and i think uh, that doesn't go over very well for people who kind of want a more approachable and kind of more um you know you, you know don't want a, like a, a, a they don't want a piece of bolsover you know they don't want dennis skinner they I mean okay in his corner of britain maybe they want dennis skinner but not everybody wants dennis skinner and i think that's something that i think jeremy corbyn's going to take on board if he wants to uh, do what he wants to do so mm-hmm. yeah anyway shall we get into what we're going to be actually be talking about yeah yeah let's let's yeah uh, uh, yeah the, apologies the also as well this show is not going to be as long as some of our other ones unless you know we really want to passionately rant about stuff but uh um anyway shall we start with this one uh, a man has been held at disneyland paris with two handguns um i think the uh, the, the one thing i just want to say is that you know this is starting to get you know really you know as a 90s kid you know, it's like it's uh, is a really horrific situation when you hear something like this because it's like you know Disneyland is you know obviously childhood dreams. Um, you know, it, it's um, you know everyone knows who Disney is. It's like you know, and obviously the other you know, childhood icons they've acquired over the last couple of years. You know, Disney starting to become quite you know a uh, you know a nostalgic kind of orb, if you will, of a world. And, you know, when you hear the stuff like this, it's like, it's crazy. So, you know, apparently uh, this guy was carrying two handguns. He he was carrying ammunition. He was also carrying a copy of the Quran. So you obviously know where this is going. Mm. And uh, so the police source told the Reuters news agency that the 28-year-old man was uh, European origin, according to this. And he was carrying a firearm in a suitcase that was stopped by security staff after a bag passed through an X-ray machine in a uh, hotel in uh, New York City, in Hotel New York. Um, the man who was uh, reportedly unknown to the police had, and the intelligence services did not resist and was arrested by the police around noon local time as uh, France Interradio has said 
Um, Le Parisian newspaper said that the man had booked a room for two people and his vehicle was sealed off. Uh, part of the suspect's partner fled after he was arrested and reportedly still on the run. So, I mean, obviously this is... Uh, I mean, obviously every terrorist atrocity, I mean, is pretty bad. But could you imagine what this guy would have done if he was allowed to bring, you know, guns into Disneyland and, uh, you know, well, just attack loads of people? Well, yeah, I mean, I was reading this story last night and that was one of the first things that I started thinking about was sort of like, you know, what, what was the plan here? Because, yeah, they said he had two, two guns... Um, and he was obviously going to be staying there at uh, Disneyland. Like, I mean, what what was he going to do? Just sort of walk out and start opening fire on people? Like, I mean, I I think it's like you say, whenever there's a any kind of terrorist or an attempted terrorist activity, it's terrible. But I mean, like, you know, forgetting the fact that it, you know, oh, it's it's Disney. It's more the fact that. You know, obviously Disneyland, above everything else, is a place where there tends to be a lot of children, and that was probably one of the more horrifying things for it, me. It, I mean, it's, it's, that's the bit that makes you sick, isn't it? It really yeah. is. Well, what, what, what? I mean, forget, forget what? You know, even if even innocent people of eighteen above don't deserve to be killed, but what on God's green earth makes you think children deserve that? <laughs> Well, this is, again, you know, this is clearly, I mean, you know, one can only assume that, um, you know, that he is one of the members of ISIS or has been inspired by ISIS and decided he was going to go off and do this. I mean, that, that's... Well, we, we don't know that for a fact, but, uh, I mean... No, uh, we, don't, we don't know that for a fact, but, it, you know, it's it's pretty obvious what's go, what's gone on here. And, I mean, that, that's kind of one of the scary things about this... Um, this sort of uh, ideology, really, that like you know, you don't have to even be recruited into this army. You can get up and go and do what you want. Because I mean, it doesn't seem like there was a lot of thought put into it. I mean, like what he put is, he put the weapons in his suitcase, which obviously got you know got him rumbled, and thankfully he wasn't able to use them on anybody. But it's you know, it, it's it's a it's a sorry state of affairs and i'm sure that uh, this fella thought that what he was doing was uh, you know he was he was doing his his yeah. divine work well i, I don't know it's like uh, i mean in regards to uh, you know people say oh you i carry a gun for self defense and yada 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 but it's like you know uh, this whole situation uh, you know looks uh, i mean when you it, it look look when it's framed in the way that it is it doesn't look like, you know, this guy was bringing guns in for, like, self-defense or anything like that. And I don't know the gun laws in France. I don't know if they're more liberal than ours. But, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, I'm just horrified that it's, you know, it's, uh, I mean, people are going to say, well, weren't you horrified when it was, uh, you know, the uh, that, 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 rocks, that rock concert and, uh, you know, these, uh, uh, you know, outside, uh, uh, outside that football stadium as well. But it's like, yeah, I was horrified. It was absolutely, it was absolutely dreadful. And we did a whole show about it, by the way. So, you know, you can backtrack on, uh, on the podcast feed. But, uh, I mean, the fact that, it, you know, as, us as 90s kids and the fact that this is Disneyland, it's like, you know, there, there, there is, there is, a, there is a nerve that's hit, that's hit there. If you ask me, and you know, it is a disgusting well, situation. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if if it is what it is, yeah, I mean, you, well, you just don't expect somebody to go after, you know. Well, you don't expect someone to go to somewhere like Disneyland to do it. But you know, it's it's clearly uh, you know a target that if if he had carried out whatever it was he was going to do. Um, 
you know, it would have sent a pretty chilling message across the world. And I mean, even though he hasn't committed these crimes, it has still sent a chilling message uh, across the world, you know. But I mean, I, I, I said it before on the uh, when we did the show about the the Paris attacks from uh, back in November, December, like the, you know, this, this, this is this is a war that's being fought you know this is a war that's being fought and it's been brought to europe and i think that i think as i explained i expressed at the time that like you know people cannot get complacent in the idea that okay so they've they've had those attacks previously but that's it now they're they're probably not going to these you know these people this this cult can uh, attack when and where they want and um, you know and it's just very very fortunate that on this occasion that uh, this attack didn't take place but you know it's 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 frightening it's frightening to think that that he got as far as he did um, and again this for me just underlines the fact that there needs to be some really serious hard discussions had about the you know the core of this mentality, the core of this um, of, of this ideology, and the you know we the, there just needs to be tightening of of security. Yeah, I mean you, you you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's like you know um, this isn't like you know the the one thing I keep thinking about is like, are we really create doing any good by dropping bombs on Syria? And like, there's part of me that believes we're not. I mean, if we look at you know the migration crisis, that's you know I'm gonna I'm gonna highly doubt that you know more people are gonna want to stick around with bombs dropping out of the air. I think that I think that's uh, I think that's safely safe to say. And so I mean, the one thing we we talk about is like a is a physical war that uh, you know David Cameron seems to want to uh, to to have a hand in. And then, but where's the war on ideas? It's like you know where is the uh, where where is the counter narrative to say you know that these ideas that uh, you know not all but some Muslims have and when do we turn around and say that these ideas in a liberal democracy in in the uh, the communities that we that that we hold in in high regard is completely unacceptable. Mm. Exactly, yeah. And talking about you know where where are these ideas originating? I mean, a lot of people. Have you know a lot of people have highlighted about the fact that you know this this uh, particular brand of the Islamic religion that is influencing and brainwashing a lot of people. Uh, you know, it's it it stems from the from the Wahhabism, from this very very hardline approach to the religion um, that makes these people so iron and inflexible in the way in which they can you know justify these terrible acts because you know it doesn't matter it's all in it's all for the greater good yeah. or what well, I mean, they consider to be the greater that, good that, that for me is part of it but uh, i mean we also got to look at the fact that uh, you know uh, i mean obviously on, on the wahhabi side that's uh, you know a, a very dangerous poisonous ideology you know that's uh, that's one part of it but obviously our, our foreign pol our, our middle eastern foreign policy is also a big part of it as well I mean, let's uh, let's keep let's keep this in mind. Yeah, uh, we supported well, we supported. The, I mean, obviously, I know it's like what 1975 when I'm talking about this, but so uh, you know, there's also the fact that uh, you know this country supported the uh, and also um, some uh, people in the West supported the Shah, and then when the Islamic Revolution happened and he got overthrown, it's like you know he uh, was uh, he was given safe passage. 
So oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. There's, I mean, there's, there's those, those little things that, uh, you know, unfortunately there's, there's people will always hold on to. This, this, yeah, is what, this is what goes on in North Korea as well. It's like, you know, North Korea always tells, he always tells how evil the United States will be because uh, of what happened in the Korean War and because of uh, what, what happened what happened in there. Unfortunately, uh, recent, more recent events, obviously there's going to be ideology. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. But uh, there's also the, uh, the our actions that we also have to take into account as well. I mean, the uh, and I'm not saying that uh, you know innocent people deserve to die because of that. I'm talking about the uh, the fact that some uh, you know um, you know whether whoever they may be, unfortunately, make the most pathetic excuses of saying you know just because this happened 30, 40 years ago, that means I'm justified in my actions to do this, that, and the other here in this in this uh, in this time period. And it's yeah, ridiculous. Well, I mean, yeah. Again, I think we've we've spoken about that. Like you know the, this. This um, the sort of thing of yeah, people who are going to go out and do all of this because of the stuff that happened way long ago, or you know, as far back as the days of the empire. And um, unfortunately for me, it just doesn't wash. Like it doesn't. You know, no, I, I, I don't, I don't go out and you know start behaving in a certain way because of things that happened. You know, <laughs> happened yeah. decades before. Any of us were around, we should. Well, you know, be we we, we wouldn't know. I mean, because you, know? you know, like I mean, I've had a lot of wrong done to me in my entire life. But do I do I go do I live my life in bitterness? No, of course not. It's no. like you know, but unfortunately, there are people out there who do. I mean, it's like you know, there are just those people who just will not, you know, forgive the sins of the past and will not <laughs> move forward into the future. And yeah, I think that's and uh, that, that's also one. Who- yeah, and these pe- these are people who also refuse to see uh, refuse to see their own sins, uh, who refuse to kind of come to any kind of uh, agreement or any kind of uh, mi- you know they refuse to come to any kind of middle ground. And um, and the other point I was going to make as well is the fact that you know it, it, it's that it's that mentality that is put upon them, and that there are people who are saying that. It's, you know, it, it's okay to feel angry about that, you know. And again, it all comes from this particular uh, brand of uh, ideology. And I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I think that uh, certain actions of uh, the Western world have probably upset a lot of people. But um, I, I, I cannot get onto the the bandwagon of people. The the regressive left or the social justice warriors who basically say that all the problems that exist in the world at the moment are all our fault and that we should spend every minute of every hour of every day feeling guilty for the fact that the world is such a shit place. Well, no. I mean, obviously, that's that's the other extreme. Obviously, that, that's, not, yeah. that's, not, that's not what I'm talking about here. I mean, I'm, no, so, no, I'm no, talking about that. Unfortunately, whether we like it or not, there are going to be people out there who, you know, harbour these, you know, really insane and stupid views of basically saying that because of this, this has all happened, you know, many decades ago. And, uh, you know, even though, even before I was even alive and even really understood it, I'm going to use it for my justifications of my actions. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, bunch a whole bunch a whole bunch of people together and treat them all the same, despite mm. the fact that you don't know anything about them. Something yeah, but- that uh, we're accused of all the time by those people. Say that you know we're 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 treat you know we're um, we're 
you know we're stepping on minorities but you know it's it just seems like everybody's stepping on everybody now and we should stop the stepping on each other and yeah. start standing by each other you know I mean, even if uh, i mean even just to kind of uh, i mean obviously this is a, a different case but so you know uh, i mean if you talk you take a kid who's like you know oh i've been bullied all my time in high school you know where uh, i'm uh, confused about myself it's like you know no one will talk to me when you know when obviously he's trying to make so many excuses in his head you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take my dad's gun i'm gonna walk into a school i'm just gonna shoot the place up and then kill myself yeah. afterwards yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's no there's no justification despite you know i and i watched uh what was that program that i watched not long ago on channel four the the jihadi next door which was uh an eye-opening watch and uh kind of informative and astounding at the same time. But, like, you know, there was a certain flicker coming through of the fact that a lot of people who tend to join these crackpot groups are people who've suffered at the hands of ignorance themselves. But, again, that is never, ever a justification for you to then go and do it to other people. Because, you know, I, I myself was, you know, bullied like mad at school, but I don't go around hating everybody and taking my anger out on other people. It's made me a better person, and unfortunately, uh, there. Are, you know, if if there was if there was something or someone who was telling me all my life, who I looked up to and respected, telling me, "Hey, you know what you should do? This isn't your fault. It's their fault. In fact, it's everybody's fault. In fact, that that." That sadness, that anger that you feel, you should send that back into the world because if it's happened to you, then it's not fair that nobody else should have to feel that. You should make everybody else feel that. But using my own critical faculties and you know my own logic, I've used that to make me into a better person and hopefully help other people and make them into better people as well. It's the the. The, the, the poison that comes with hatred is just completely all-enveloping and the way that it spreads is even more uh, disheartening. And, you know, you see it in these people and this is these are the conversations that we need to be having about this, as I say, this ideology that makes it okay to feel like that. You know, it's... it's and I'm sure that at the heart of it there is... There are, sorry, many different faculties, including, you know, uh, money, politics and things like that. But essentially what's happening in Paris and what's happening in Disneyland, you know, this this is a war. This is a war of civilization. And like I said, after the Paris incident, that if there are people who are going to come after our freedom of speech, um, then that is something that we have to be prepared to fight for. And in fights, there are casualties. So as long as as long as these people have a problem with, you know, our way of living and our freedoms of speech, then we have to be ready to stand up and defend it rather than just sort of headlessly saying, actually, you know what, we'll start censoring ourselves and we'll, you know, just to, just so that we don't upset these people's fragile feelings will start changing things um which i just think is wrong and um but yeah, i mean sadly, like obviously i mean the fish well i mean uh, i like to think this show exists for the fact that you know we can say whatever we want but uh, mm. i mean obviously that's the reason i broadcast on terrestrial anymore because i feel like you know there's just there's uh, you know i have to give one side and i have to give another side it's like why can't i just give an opinion it's like mm. you know it's uh, it becomes that it becomes that frustrating factor um i mean we're already in this kind of realm already shall we just go to the written first story 
Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so basically, did you see the uh, Britain First video that uh, was floating around on you on Facebook? Yes, yes, I did see. Yeah, that. Well, yeah. let me let me just uh, actually before we even get to that point, let me just uh, dispel the myth that uh, you know, like there's like millions upon millions upon millions of people that you know, like Gangnam Style, you know, crowding around this video and they're all like watching it to like from one side of from like from minute from minute zero to a minute eight. Let me remind you of something. Let me remind you of something. Facebook. And I don't know if you all seen like the uh, the video on uh, YouTube that uh, you know was criticizing Facebook. They said that uh, um, the way that Facebook do their views and basically how they count their like their hits, if you will. If you go onto a Facebook trend or if you are like scrolling down your Facebook wall and you come across the video and it automatically plays, and if it plays for a couple of seconds, that counts as a view. So the likelihood is the uh, the millions or millions of views that Britain first and these you know uh, moronic orangutans uh, are basically saying around the internet, saying that how popular they are and stuff like that. Keep that in mind. Probably only maybe there's a good couple of million in there who have only seen probably like maybe four, maybe five seconds of footage, and it was probably because of the autoplay on the Facebook wall and not because they've watched the video. So I mean, let, let's let's dispel that myth altogether. But- yeah, and I mean, it, it, like any of these sort of crazy videos, I suppose it's also some people go to watch it to say, "God, look at these nutters," not to watch it as in like, "Yeah, wow, good on good on them, good on them." So I would imagine that that's the thing. But it's the saying, isn't it, that any even bad uh, any publicity is good publicity, even if people are watching it because they're astounded by the lunacy that they're seeing. Like it's still. Unfortunately, like you say, counts as a view and bumps it up. So I know, but it's like Facebook needs to be a bit more honest with its uh, with its video, you know, because it currently is going around bragging to advertisers. That is because you know, like, look at all our you know video views that we're getting with videos, and some of it is even stolen content from YouTube. And you know, look at all this stuff that we've got here, and you know, basically advertising that to you know their investors and like all these you know corporations and stuff, and saying, look how popular our video archive is getting compared to YouTube's uh, users generated content and it's totally it's it's totally fabric well not totally fabricated but a lot of it is half truth and I think they need to be a bit more honest about uh, the uh, the fact that uh, you know most of the videos that go on there are not you know always from the original content provider. They're not you know they're not as popular as you think they are. They might have just been watched for like maybe three or four seconds, and then they're probably skipped over to you know see the latest cat video. I mean, it's like you know sure. let, let let's keep this in mind. It's like so. I mean, I would actually be very actually if you looked on the uh, on the YouTube Britain first page, the video that there was far less. Uh, counted towards views and even got far less likes than the one on Facebook. So, you know, for me, it feels like Britain first are using uh, Facebook to basically, you know, co- cover their own asses, if you will, for, you know, cover their own mistakes. Sure. Or basically yeah. saying how, yeah, well, how, it- how wide ranging they actually are. Yeah. Well, again, it's just sort of sticking it out there. Um, in the public in the public domain and i mean like you know you it's getting to a point now where you can be scanning through your news feed on facebook or uh, twitter and see anything there you know it's uh, and like you say people might just watch it for a couple of seconds not even knowing what what it is that they're watching but that will bump it up a bit i mean i i was i was thinking about this actually because um you know it it, it doesn't seem like we can go for you know, a, a month or sometimes two weeks without having a story about either some crazed 
Islamic group or, or some, you know, uh, racist British organization going on a march somewhere. Like, I, I, people often say, well, you know, that's what, what can you do? And just now, with you saying that about the, the viewing of the video, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, the the clip of Morgan Freeman when he's being interviewed and being asked about uh, Black History Month because he was saying that he doesn't like it that he thinks it's ridiculous uh, he's saying that he thinks that you know that Black history is American history and I would be inclined to agree like I think that it's it's crazy to 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 break people up when we're supposedly meant to be working towards everybody just being treated equal yeah. and the interviewer says to him well how are we going to get rid of racism and before he even finishes uh, Morgan Freeman just says stop talking about it and there's a part of me that thinks that when when you have these these crazy groups on <laughs> on either side that I would say the best way to deal with them is don't give them a channel 4 documentary or a channel 5 documentary just fucking ignore them. Yeah, Just I mean, it's like, do you know, the do, back of your do, head. do you know what seems to be great about society right now? And uh, I think you know, people like Morgan Freeman and uh, various other people seem to be leading the way on this. And that is the fact that um, you know we seem to be moving into an era now where we we want to become more integrated. And so we don't want you know these labels anymore. We don't want you know the fact that you know this guy is white and this guy is black and this guy is yeah. a uh, you know a Muslim and this guy is a Christian. This guy yeah. uh, is gay and this guy is straight. So like you know we. We are all people, yeah, and that seems to be a I, very great position to be to be moving in towards. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's there's um I don't know if I told you this story, but um, I had a, a a sort of um an intellectual confrontation with uh, somebody uh, round about uh, sort of November Christmas time. And uh, this person was a sort of a typical social justice warrior. Now, a lot of the time, these people, the, the sort of... Again, oh, God, how many people died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, uh, thankfully, um, I, I was able to bring an end to the to the conversation quite amicably. <laughs> um, certainly, I was the only one there being amicable. But, um, yeah, the, 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 the whole... The whole debate that we were having was the fact that um, I was talking, uh, this was just after the Paris attacks and I was talking about that. I was talking about the fact that, you know, we should, we should defend freedom of speech. And he then popped up and started saying, oh, well, you know, freedom of speech just allows white people to be racist and for it to be okay. Um, so I read that and I was sort of quite surprised, but I thought, well, I'll just see, you know, I'll, I'll go into this a bit more and we were sort of talking back and forth and then he was saying about the fact that it, it you know it exists to um you know to punch down on poc and i was like what's poc he said people of color and i was like well i'm not even talking about people of color <laughs> like i'm talking about an ideology i'm talking about something that affects everybody and he was saying well you know you he says basically you anything that you want is going to be something that is what is good for white Westerners. I was like, no, I, I want I want the situation to be sorted for all people. 
and I and he was saying, well, you know, you you're clearly not taking into account POC. And I said, no, I I don't take people's skin color into account because I don't view people as colors. I view them as people. And he turned around. He said, well, Harry, that is what the basis of racism is. I was like, the basis of racism is somebody not choosing to categorize people by the color of their skin. Like it's astounding yet these tend to be the people who were the first to start wiggling their fingers and calling people bigots and racists yet these tend to be the people who want to keep everybody in these boxes but they say they don't but they're the ones who do it more than the rest of us do i would say that um like you were saying there about the labels like we should we should be just treating people as human beings rather than like you say this person is black, this person is white, this person is this faith, this I'm person... <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's that's literally his... Re <laughs> that was I'm his... Yeah, exactly. Everything I was saying, he was just coming back with... Oh, you see, yeah. I, I left it there. Oh. And... I'm <laughs> there we go. But it's timing, it's timing, Aaron. Timing. It's timing! timing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like I I I think that yeah, that you're you're absolutely right. It, I mean, it's it's kind of it's the kind of um, social evolution. It's the secular society. It's choosing to. Yeah. Uh, it's a type one society. It's Matt, mind you, one, one thing I, I think after after that conversation, seriously. So did someone like who was watching all this kind of just turn around, looked at looked at you, and just said to this guy, sorry, looked at this guy, and then turned around to you and said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I felt like um, I was standing over the the corpse of a dead horse that he just kept beating yeah. and beating and beating. Isn't it just um, like you know the, these people are just you know uh, you you wonder now you know I always I always for some strange reason always said you know like you know today's liberals may one day become tomorrow's conservatives and like they're starting young. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, why are they still it's, living in this, you know, move on. It's like, you know, yeah, li li know. move on with people who want to, you know, progress into the next phase of society where, you know, yeah. we have like, you know, all these group of, you know, all these different types of people and they all just want to just live together and get along. It's like, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I it is interesting, isn't it, that the... Um, that these people who for all intents and purposes should be right alongside us but they're kind of the they're, they remind me of, of the kids who when you were a kid you would build a castle out of building blocks and stand back they're the kids who then come up and kick it down like you know the 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 people like um islam for uk or britain first they're very easy to spot they're very easy to ignore. They're the kinds of people that you need labels for. The only label that they need is, you know, ignore. Nutters ignore. They're very easy to sort of factor out of situations. You just go, well, clearly they're they're totally ignorant and, yeah. you know, and well, they don't anyway, deserve to be a part of this. But We haven't even got into, I mean, we've got into this whole debate about this, but we've re I think we just realised we haven't told them exactly what they've actually done. So uh, I think... Uh, oh, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, so, we've, just, we've gone off, but... Yeah, yeah but no, let, me, let me just give you the gist of the video. I don't, actually, tell you what, you know, the conversation we have is probably more important than the one where, you know, about what was what ever happened in the video. But, uh, I mean, just to give everyone the gist of it, in this Britain First video, if you don't want to watch it, basically, it's just them walking down the streets uh, shouting out 
anti-Islamic slogans, uh, g- goading everybody into basically hating them, and at one point one guy got attacked. Sorry, I, are you going you, to say anything no, no, further? No, I, no, I was still, I was still, <laughs> I was still listening to to what you were saying. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, but, uh, okay. So, um, I mean, I, the, the, in my opinion, after seeing a little bit of the video, I mean, I didn't watch the whole entire entirety of it because I knew it was edited to shit. I mean, it's like you know, you could see the jump cuts. Oh, the jump cuts that were all that were all over the place, and you could tell basically what happened was in that video. And this is just my opinion of how they shot it: is that they walked down the street. This guy had the uh, had the video camera. You know, he had the uh, the Britain first the logo in the bottom, and then the phone number you can phone to, uh, you know, either join or hurl abuse at them. I don't know, but uh, I mean, the um, basically what 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 happened was is that they must have, uh, in my opinion, off camera, they must have been goading these people a bit, and then after that, I think they started filming people and giving them exactly what they want. Do you remember the uh, the the documentary that the BBC did for Scientology with John Sweeney? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you could see they were goading uh, John Sweeney further and further and further, and finally they shot the, the scene that they wanted to get with him exploding at, uh, yeah. you know, the, the Tommy guy. And to me, yeah. I think Britain first were deploying the exactly the same tactic. They were goading people until they got exactly what they want. And, you know, if uh, they disagree with me on that, all i got to say to them is uh, release the full video and put it up on YouTube. Oh, yeah, put it up. Let's, let's, let's see, see yeah. the whole, oh. you know, video that you that you shot. Or, you know, it's like, and if you don't have that, then obviously, you know, I can call you out on what, what you know, I can give you my opinion and call you out on what you're doing. It's like, yeah. you know, so, uh, I mean, that's how I feel that, isn't it? Now, I don't just criticize Britain first in all of this. Unfortunately, and I know some people are going to disagree, you know, there's going to be people who disagree with me on this. You've got to blame the people on the street as well. I mean, you know, uh, the fact that one guy attacked one of them was, uh, yeah. you know... W- I mean, here's something that's really strange. I mean, you saw the amount of abuse that were getting hurled at Britain first. And you yeah. saw the amount of... Uh, the fact that the police had to hold uh, quite a couple of them back. I mean, but do you remember, like, the uh, the videos that seem to be cropping up on, uh, you know, like, in the tube and, like, on the buses and stuff, like, people, like, hurling racism and stuff? Why did none of them, as far as I'm aware... I mean, I didn't see any of them why did they not just get their mobile phones out and just start recording them and recording the abuse and then so when the britain first video would go out they could then post onto youtube and post onto or to, onto whatever or onto instagram or whatever they could post the videos to say well no that wasn't the case if you look at the videos that we shot uh, you could see that they were hurling abuse at us and that you know yeah, this yeah. is the reason that people were reacting to it or not reacting to it I mean, the best thing they could have done was do nothing at all yeah, exactly. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I agree with you there. It's it, it, that there's never a justification for violence, even when you've got these people who are, like you say, goading you on and being offensive. Um, like you said, the, the the best thing to do with people like that is to do nothing. Just ignore them. Just don't even give them the time of day. Or, like you say, if you really want to do something, then just capture what they're doing put it out there for the world to see and let the world judge them again it kind I mean, of ties back in with this with the whole freedom of speech thing like you know freedom of speech has to be defended in all of its forms we even have to defend the rights for people like them to go around hurling this crap because then i mean the, the good thing is that um with, with with freedom of speech to allow people to go and spout all this rubbish off 
it allows them to show the world just how ignorant and stupid and pathetic they are. People can immediately take what they've said and just deconstruct them and put them in their place. I think that when you start censoring things, I mean, that was the problem with Islam for UK, was when they started banning that organization and shutting them down. They, you know, of course, they just then change their name and go out and do it anyway. But like, as soon as you start censoring people, then, you know, you, you're starting to, things need to be completely transparent. And, uh, you know, these people need to show themselves up. I don't know. It's like, well, Islam, wasn't Islam for UK and some like all the other organizations like that were shut down? Weren't they like promoting terrorism and like, you know, helping people? do terrorist acts and stuff i think that wasn't well, the reason they were again, gone like if you if you read up on it they're very crafty in the way that they do things um but it's you know again like you, you, people have to people have to make the rope with which to hang themselves you know and uh, i suppose the only problem is that with certain groups of people who go out preaching hate uh, unfortunately um some people aren't able to differentiate which i can only put down to sort of just the lack of education not to say that these people are stupid or ignorant but just a lot of the times people don't know any better yeah i mean i, th uh, I think for me they uh, just they acted in the they acted in the completely the wrong way they unfortunately they gave the you know the the, the muslims who reacted to that gave britain first their john sweeney moment uh, yeah, thing. exactly. They gave them exactly what they wanted. They yeah. were going around saying, look at the violence that's inherent in this religion. And then people started attacking them, you know. And of course, it doesn't, uh, like nothing should speak for an entire group of people when individuals react. But yeah, exactly. It's given them exactly what they've wanted. They would have been much better to just say, oh, you know what? Just let these little children go off and do their spouting. We'll just get on with our lives. We weren't even rise to it yeah we'll just well, let do them you know stand what was, do you, until they go home. do you know what was funny about about this and i know there's like i know there's like a lot of heartache in like in, in luton at the moment some people aren't going to find this hilarious but i mean if you think about it like this was a christian patrol uh quote unquote going down what they consider a uh, muslim neighborhood and uh you know basically causing a below you know but their justification for doing it is basically because they want to protect you know christians because christian and but well, you know wasn't there a recent poll done that about what is about like 50 or 60 percent of people now don't uh, identify with a faith or don't have any faith whatsoever Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Mean, it's, it's, it's like, why were they not doing, you know, these Christian patrols in like in areas where people don't have any faith at all? It's like, <laughs> don't you think they would be the big, um, you know, um, uh, the big threat to Christianity? Like all those raging atheists and like all the yeah. agnostics who. Uh, people you know, who ask questions. People, yeah. People who, yeah. People who dare ask questions. Like, how dare yeah. you uh, question our Lord and Savior, you know, who. Uh, you know, uh, may or may not be real, or uh, I don't know. It's like you know, how dare you question our guy in the sky who uh, you know we can't prove can actually exist without you know uh, without with scientific evidence. It's like you yeah, know, I mean that's yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've always said that um, you know one of the biggest, most oppressed groups on the planet are non-believers. You know, and you look across all religions and see how people who are either atheist or who apostatize just look at how they're treated. Yeah. But you know, of course, it, it, the more that we, the more that we're coming to understand the world and the universe, 
the more and more that God is receding. And again, as I've said on this program, uh, on this podcast before, that the reason that a lot of these extremist groups tend to rear their head is because it's, you know, it's kind of like the, the last ditch attempt to get people to listen to them and to listen to their gods. But, you know, we're, we're, we are kind of at the brink of another potential dark age with all these people saying, oh, you don't need science, we don't need knowledge, we don't need all of this, we just need God. We just need creationism, that's all we need. And I, you know, I th I'm hoping that there, are, there is enough, uh, there are enough free thinkers and intellectual thinkers who can just sort of, you know, we have to endure this madness in order to um, you know, come to the next step of our social evolution. And I, I, I wonder if now what we're looking at in regards to, I mean, obviously, you know, not all Christians are like Britain first. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's an obvious, but uh, I mean, it just makes you wonder if what we're seeing here is a collection of probably the last gasp of fundamentalist Christianity. You know uh, that that we have in this uh, in in this country. I mean, obviously, there's uh, there's there's fundamentalist Christians who don't believe in like the you know the uh, the ideology of uh, Britain first and like the far right and things like that. I mean, obviously, yeah. they're, 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 that in itself is a debate. But uh, I mean, you just wonder: is this the last? I mean, obviously, I know it's going to take very fair forms. But are we seeing this now? This this uh, group of people now just starting to, to dwindle and starting to kind of like morph into uh, you know more extreme forms as we yeah. go along. And uh, it makes you wonder where, where, where is this now all going to go down the road? Because you know, uh, yeah, there's these Christian patrols that are going to protect you from, you know, the uh, the the evil ideology of Islam, yada yada yada. But what are you going to do about the people who don't believe in any of this stuff? Who just kind of yeah. just want to get you know get on with their lives and think for themselves? Yeah, it's just well, it's just baiting again, isn't it? It's just baiting people. It's just going out and trying to create a reaction. It's try. It's going out looking for trouble. Yeah. So, um, I think we'll probably have did that. I think so. Yeah, uh, but um, we're only short of time. Well, so. on the on the uh, on the topic of um, on the topic of the sort of labels and things like that, um, the uh, I, I noticed that one of the stories was uh, obviously about yeah. the uh, the, the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. So, uh, do you think the Oscars are too white? Um, this is something because obviously last week I was unable to do the show because I was filming in uh, filming in Wales, doing a short film in Wales, and uh, yeah, the topic of the Oscars came up many many times. Um, I it's it's a it's a it's a tricky one. Um, I would say that my personal opinion is that um, you know that any any kind of award ceremony is. You know, it's not the reason that you go into the business or it shouldn't be the reason that you go into the business. You should go into the business to become an actor because, you know, you want to act. You know, you want to play interesting roles. You want to tell interesting stories. You don't become an actor so that you can win awards and win Oscars. You know, it's kind of a formality that has become this huge thing of like, and now it's all about who's going to win the Oscars. Um and yeah, obviously the judging panel are a very kind of particular group of uh, men and women who make the selection. Um, however, I think that the reaction from some of the people who are saying that, that the Oscars should be boycotted because there aren't enough black people who have been, uh, you know, and again, you know, the, the, the thing of black, white, 
brown whatever i i just i when it comes to acting the awards are for performance doesn't matter who you are it's about your performance if it was the case that there weren't enough good if the if the, the best performances of this last year were the people that were picked then that's the people that were picked if it was a case that there weren't any black actors who had done a performance that was considered worthy of an oscar then again it's about the performance the idea that people should just be included because of the color of their skin is going against the thing that they're supposedly fighting for like i would never include anything you know just like the sort of the 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 politically correct tick boxes that have to be done like it, it's it's almost insulting and it just seems like the individuals who are kicking off about this are you know it, it, it's like people who are spitting the dummies out you know and you look at the history of the oscars and you look at some of the very renowned black performers male and female and not just the performers you know the the people who work behind the cameras as well who have won awards like it, yeah. it, it, i just it's think you know the, the person who you know, yeah I know, I know what you're saying uh, harry but i think the, the the big complaint that's coming is that uh, you know J- uh, jada bigot smith says that uh, him, him her and uh, you know will smith are going to be boycotting because of uh, of that but so, you know, and they say that you know it's because you know there's not many, uh, there's hardly any, but uh, you know, ethnic actors uh, in 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 the nominations. But I mean, if you, I mean, I think to me, I mean, this is just my opinion. I don't know if this is the case or not. I just think she's probably better because uh, you know Will Smith hasn't been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> well, again, that's that's part. Of, that's probably part of it. I mean, you know, it, I think that it's very rich uh, yeah. coming from this family who apparently. You know, it's if you're born into that family, you can just get cast in Hollywood movies, despite the fact that you're clearly have less talent than, you know, a burning piece of toilet yeah. paper. It gives you more appreciation for the Wines brothers. In a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it, it, it just seems it just seems like a bit of a PR stunt. And again, like I'm not saying that there isn't uh, bias when it comes to Oscar nominate, nominees being selected. And maybe it is a case that they do need to, uh, you know, have a, a rethink, you know, in the same way that people say, oh, well, politics needs to change. Well, maybe yeah. the, but, but maybe one, that process needs well, one to thing, change. I, one but, thing is like, you know, uh, for me, it's like, you know, don't, uh, I mean, most actors that i know i mean it's like obviously there's um there's the one-off with uh uh the the uh, who's the director of the citizen kane who uh you know he, he he came into he came right out of the blue and he obviously got he obviously won for citizen kane i completely forgot what his name is but uh, i mean there's obviously that director but i mean there's like uh, you know in the recent years i mean a lot of actors have needed a pretty consistent track record i mean there's all you know there's always all the jokes made about leonardo dicaprio you know he'll make all sorts of good yeah. films and obviously he'll never get nominated for uh He'll get nominated, but he won't win any Oscars. But, uh, I mean, uh, you know, for me, like, in the last couple of years, you needed a pretty good track record to, uh, you know, as, you know, be considered going close to the nominations. And, like, let's keep this in mind. Will Smith did his film. I can't remember what it was, but, uh, you know, the, the film that he was uh, supposedly wanted to be uh, nominated from, keep in mind, he did After Earth be, uh, before he did that one. And so, it's like, yeah. you know, he, did, he, he laid a massive turd. Before yeah. uh, you know, uh, him and his son, and, the, and his uh, son, the, the Hollywood nepotism of you know cinema, 
and yeah. and so it's yeah. like you know how, how can you say if, if like if, if we're now going on the rule like i don't know if this is the rule or not but it's like if uh, if we're going on the theory that uh, you know oscar nominations now have been done on previous track records of like you know good resume of films uh, great acting ability you know throughout and uh, you know here is one piece of work that we're going to look at and we're going to say well he's got that piece of work and then he's got all these other pieces of work that he's got gone before him because you know is in a way good films do mold you into a a good actor at the end of the day you know it's like obviously you know once you've done a good film and you've done a good job on it you kind of move on to the next one and you do it in you know the, you know theoretically you do even better and so for me it's like you know these uh, selections are being done for at least in my mind from the fact that these people have actually had good track records in their in their film and in their television careers and like so it's like so for me it's like you know uh, uh, you know, they talk about, I mean, the one thing I will find that is a bit funny, though, in one of the nominations. I mean, you are, you know, yeah, have you seen Creed yet? Uh, I haven't seen Creed. No. I know a lot but, of people have bigged it up. Yeah, but I mean, it's like a lot of, you know, it actually has got a good, good write-up, and that includes, uh, you know, uh, the fact that it's been directed by Ryan Coogler, and, uh, you know, it starred Michael B. Jordan, who's well, who apparently did a really great uh, job as uh, Apollo Creed's son. Yeah. And, but, you know, despite the fact that, you know, he there's various other actors in there, Sylvester Stallone gets the nomination. And it's like, you know, okay, Sylvester Stallone did Rocky, he did Rambo, he did uh, all these other films as well, which, you know, he's very no noteworthy for. But there were some people who kind of raised eyebrows and thought, you know, a guy who, uh, you know, who make people make fun of for not speaking English that all that well. It's like all of a sudden yeah. he's uh, he's considered the uh, the auditory, you know, uh, great supporting actor. It's like, you know, it, that, that did kind of feel a bit strange. And also on top of that, in regards to, if we're going to talk about track records, he did the bloody Expendable film. What the hell? What yeah. the, well, if we all work, yeah, that breaks the theory right there. It's like that's the one that raises yeah. eyebrows for me. Yeah, and I mean the other thing that you have to bear in mind as well is that a lot of awards there's probably corruption. <laughs> well, in pro there definitely will be corruption involved with certain awards, which will be paid for by production companies so that people can win and then they can have that on their poster. So I, I just think that the, the idea of taking award ceremonies this seriously is just preposterous. And, like, and especially to now bring race into it. I mean, you know, when she's saying about... That you know that it's clearly it's that the, the Oscars is racist towards black people. I think. Hang on a minute. Were you not at the Oscars um, when uh, oh, what's his name now? Chiwetel Ejiofor when he won the Oscar for Twelve Years a Slave. You know, like and and that mm. was what a couple of years ago. Like it, it's. I, I just I don't know. I, it literally just feels like. Uh, like people just making a storm in a teacup like and again as an actor myself i you know i can happily say this and so many people say to me oh well you you'd think differently if you were you know nominated for an oscar i can honestly say that i wouldn't really give a fuck about the awards yeah. because and for me about, it's, 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 it's about it's it's about the performance it's yes. about doing the job it is you know, about that. But on top of that, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm sorry to keep, you know, going off on Will Smith, on, you know, all the time. It's like, you know, people say, like, you know, he's this big Hollywood actor, and, you know, uh, maybe in some circles he probably is, but, you know, for the, you know, the, uh, the pop culture community, he's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like he, he's never going to walk away from that, unfortunately. You know, a lot of 90s kids grew up with him being the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And to a lot of people, unfortunately, he still will be in that. If anything, he's probably, you know, well deserved for like countless numbers of Emmys. 
But it's like, you know, in regards to, you know, being, you know, a, a serious, you know, Oscar-winning performing actor... It's like, you know, unfortunately, you know, you you know, again, if we're going to work on the theory of track record, it does go against him. And also After Earth. Let's just keep, yeah. you know, I'm sorry to keep piling in that one, but, you know, he, he did it. And it's yeah, like, you know, exactly. it's like, you can't exactly, you know, it's, like, it's, it's going to take him a while to get over that yeah. performance. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, I, I, as, I, as I said before, I, I am sure the the... The the, the the people who run the Oscars, the judges who select the nominees, I'm sure that it's probably due for a bit of a reshuffle and a revamp. But for these people to kick off like this, for the you know for these individuals who've now decided that they're going to boycott the Oscars, like it, it for me as an outsider looking at it, it just seems like what they're doing is going against their you know what what apparently what they're trying to achieve you know like mm-hmm. I, I i think to suggest that people should just be uh nominated for an oscar based on the color of their skin rather than their ability i think is insulting to suggest you know and and yeah i i don't know i just i i found it all a bit kind of you know again it's like yeah. first world problems you know if you want to talk about the mistreatment of uh you know people again i hate saying it people of color then you know turn your attentions to other parts of the world you know not oh they should you know well how about the fact that, that uh, you know Oscar, yeah but you know? yeah but a black, you know apparently we can uh, try and do something about a you know to get a black guy to win an oscar but we can't do anything about trying to get the majority of black people out of prison it's like you know or try and keep yes. them out of the prison system it's like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, we can't, you know, the, all the things that are happening to, uh, you know, if we're going to go there, the black community in the United States, is one of them winning an Oscar really that much of an issue compared to what else is going on in their society right now? You know, it's like there's a reason Black Lives Matter is currently, uh, you know, ringing bells amongst people. It's like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, again, the, the, the Black Lives Matter thing, at, at the core of it, I totally get it. I totally get it. But again it, it's it, it's certain members within the group and certain yeah. implications that are made that i just think are going against what it's supposedly trying to do i think it's um, i think it's basically it's kicking yourself in the balls uh at some yeah. points it's like you know when a guy's trying to you know trying to uh you know do work in a library and like there's like these protesters going around basically telling all the white all the white study people to go home at college you know and they're, all they're trying to do is show you know the crime of studying it's like, you know, yeah. and uh, it's like, you know, and they're protesting saying that, you know, oh, you know, black lives matter and, you know, white people shouldn't be studying here and, you know, telling them all to get out. It's like, you know, it's uh, when those instances have like that happen, it's like, you know, you really do kick yourself in the balls. It's like, you know, yeah. why, why, should, why should anyone feel sorry for you in, the, in yes. that regard? You know, all those poor people are trying to study and trying to, you yeah. know, try, try and make a difference in life. You know, yeah. trying to make our communities better. Oh, you know, uh, but you're worried about, you know, uh, you know, your sign, you know, yelling as much as you can in the libraries. Like, you know, seriously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I suppose it, with regards to the Oscars, um, I think that there are bigger things in the world to worry about. And uh, I think that people shouldn't take it as seriously as they should i still i still I think I it's think... just i still think it's just because will smith wasn't nominated i, I still yeah. think it's just so all belongs to I, that i don't think we need to worry for the for the smith family i think that they you know they they don't need to worry about anything that they they their lives are sort of like um yeah 
Yeah, <laughs> I, think I think well, so if, you, if you want if you want people to like you again, uh, go find uh, go find the guy who used to play who used to play Carlton in the show and do do the Charleston with him. So like, you yeah, know, you yeah, make, exactly, maybe yeah. maybe you can make maybe you can still make up for after Earth after all. Um, anyway, let's move on to uh, let's quickly move on because we're running short of time. But uh, there's uh, there's a list of the five to Nick Nickelodeon cartoons that tackled real issues. This is done by Mike.com. So shall we go through the five and see what we think? Sure, yeah. Okay, there was the Rugrats episode where uh, the Rugrats tackled the loss of a parent, and that was uh, addressing the issue of why Chucky's mother was not in the show. So she apparently she died. She, she the most most memorable episode of the Rugrats was Mother's Day. It began with the babies searching for an ideal gift for their mothers. However, babies realize that Chucky, a redhead, uh, you know we know who Chucky is, uh, does not have a mother. While searching for the presents for his father, uh, Chucky stumbles upon a box in the closet with a photo containing a young woman, which happens to be Chucky's mother. Uh, Chaz then uh, reveals to his son that that photo is his mother. They have a conversation about the death of uh, Melinda. Uh, what's uh, that was a name, and it's in, uh, heavily implied that she died from a terminal illness, so possibly cancer. I think. Uh, yeah, mm. I remember that episode very, very well. It sticks in my mind. It's certainly in my sort of top five ones. And yeah, like obviously we will have seen it when we were kids, and that was kind of a you know again, it's a big thing to put to a child the idea of a parent dying. You know the concept of perhaps one of your parents dying but again i think that children were able to sort of take it in and think about it as opposed to nowadays because everybody thinks children are these fragile little creatures that are going to be damaged at the first you know the first instance of anything that could be considered to be upsetting but it was a very powerful episode and a very good one and um yeah, like again, how many times have we spoken about cartoons doing real things or having real stories? And just now, it just seems like they don't have that that quality of content yeah. as much. Yeah, it now. was great because it was like you know, I I had a you know there was a, there was a kid in my school who didn't have his dad. You know, he uh, he had to uh, you know grow up by his uncle and uh, and and his mother. And so you know, when I watched it before, I even hit, hit hit that spot where I had to you know kind of like deal with that in a social environment. I'd watch the Hey Arnold show where you know. Arnold's parents had been had been uh, disappeared, so it's like you know I so I in a way I kind of like you know really sympathise with anyone who had lost a parent because you know, you're losing someone very important in your life. So and yeah. I, I I knew that when I uh, so when I got to uh, you know when I was going through my Hey Arnold you know nineties kid phase, and so uh, you know and still know that to this day. So it's great. Uh, let's quickly move on to the next one. Um, number two, funnily enough, Hey Arnold, uh, when they addressed the abandonment issues with the Stoop Kid episode. That was uh, the one where they the kid was on the stoop and uh, Arnold had kicked the football on there and uh, and yeah they was, they didn't know how to get the football off the stoop so uh, Arnold decided to grab and swipe it and because the new stoop kid wasn't going to leave his stoop and uh, that led to the quite an emotional episode that the fact that stoop kid had been there his entire life and was afraid to go out out beyond his uh, boundaries you know it was uh, it made it was it really addressed abandonment and uh, loneliness and uh, how you know how we should help most vulnerable members of our society rather than you know uh even though they may be nasty to us you know for it might be for a good reason so yeah mm. yeah uh, I, again i remember that one very interesting episode thought it was going to be just about this crazy angry guy who didn't like people but then 
yeah, then it turned out to be a lot uh, a lot deeper than that. Yeah. Number three, when Hey Arnold taught us to never touch a book by its cover, which was the Pigeon Man episode, and that was with Chester, the pigeon guy, and uh, he was uh, people thought he was crazy, but Arnold found him uh, quite friendly and quite approachable, and uh, though they uh, a bunch of kids destroyed his uh, environment, uh, he, uh, you know, he still... Um, he, Pigeon Man was still thankful that Arnold had shown him the real world, so it was... Uh, that was quite an emotional oh, that was a very emotional episode in itself and uh, you know I, I was really annoyed when that suicide of uh, uh, did you hear did you hear about that in the last Craybart Lud interview that suicide yeah, uh, think- rumour I think we talked about it. Yeah, like, the, Great Butler raged at that. <laughs> at that. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was just, you know, I was, I was, I was really like, you know, I, I really had angered the hay on God that day when I, when I brought that up with him. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, number four, when Doug told us it's okay to be yourself. Um, that was the episode where Doug, everyone started dressing up like him. And uh, yeah, that was just, uh, it was kind of like, imagine, hey, Arnold had that uh, episode, It Girl, where Helga became like a fashion statement or something like that, a fashion model. Right. So that was kind of something like that. And finally, uh, when Rugrats uh, told us to be grateful, so, you know, Chucky was like wishing that he'd never been born or whatever, and uh, then he was uh, visited by his uh, quote-unquote gardening angel. (laughs) Not his guardian angel, his gardening angel. So it's like, right. you got to love the way Rugrats talk in the show. And so uh, they uh, showed how crazy his uh, dad got without uh, Chucky and uh, how insane all the babies have become and stuff like that. So it was basically based off It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, haven't we all had that episode in, the, in like our shows? Like, you know, It's a Wonderful Life in uh, like pretty much in every episode of a every, show. Every yeah. sort of pop culture thing. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the beavis and butthead it's a wonderful life which is uh, pretty funny but uh yeah it's a it's a classic one isn't it and i'm sure that there'll be many other things like i'm sure the simpsons will have done it because simpsons have done everything simpsons did, did it. it simpsons did it simpsons yeah. did it um but yeah no it's like again you know we've the idea that uh, you know children's cartoons and children's programs can have real stuff in it um and children are a bit more resilient than we give them credit for i think um you know and ultimately we'll make better children in terms of children who can sort of think about deep things and question things rather than just being the sort of iphone you know yeah i'm just really hoping that the return of like old shows is really going to bring something back to uh, childhood in, yeah, uh, in well, these I hope they bring. I hope they bring stuff with them rather than become a product of the time. So. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what my heart recently? You know, I've actually. Um, there's actually a lot of people now that I know who their kids actually go to scouts. It's like yeah. you know, wouldn't you think that was unimaginable? You know, like in, yeah, in, in, in the noughties, you think kids wouldn't really want to go out and do anything. But, no. Um, Isn't that yeah, amazing? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, final uh, final point of the night. Um, Dustin Diamond's gone to jail. Dustin Diamond. Yeah. Uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's kind of fallen from grace with a lot of... Uh, in a lot of respects, I think. In the oh, last my God. Years, Could you it? imagine, you know, how much of a comeback he could have made if he hadn't gone and done that stupid thing and he'd appeared on the Jimmy Fallon show in that Saved by the Bell sketch, 
Could you could you imagine the amount of interest that he might have picked up again? And he probably might have even picked up some it's like uh, some uh, celebrity endorsements for doing it. And instead, yeah. he you know he uh, did this stupid thing. He got himself into legal trouble. And uh, you know, yeah, the, it's like because uh, you know I got to be honest with you that uh, that when I watched that Jimmy Fallon sketch, you know, you could definitely tell Screech was missing in that in that whole thing. And I think it's because of the fact that, you know, not only was he in Saved by the Bell, but he was in Saved by the Bell, the new class, and he was also in the college years as well and stuff. And so I think, um, you know, uh, he, he did a really stupid thing and obviously deserves to pay for it, so... Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. You do do the crime, do the time. Yep. And with that, I think we're done. So, uh, yeah, um, as you can probably tell, the uh, the episodes are kind of like sporadically coming up here and there. Also, I've, I didn't even say this at the beginning of the show. I do apologize that we didn't have a show last week. But, uh, you know, uh, Harry was in, uh, obviously, in Cardiff for... Uh, uh, actually, actually, I was interested that actually about that. Actually, Harry, uh, uh, can you reveal what the casting was for? Or uh? Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was just a, it was a short, it was a short movie. Um, oh, really? And it was about uh, a guy who is involved in a car accident, uh, has amnesia, and the film is about um, him kind of trying to piece together uh, what's gone on, who he ah, is. Okay. Uh, and what's going on around him? Uh, sort of like a, it was a sort of noir, uh, noir gangstery film, which was cool. uh, really good. And because yeah. um, uh, actually, was, I, I was actually quite uh, interested. Really, because like, I noticed that you didn't tell me, and then I saw somewhere on Facebook that they were doing some kind of casting call for Star Wars Episode Eight. So, uh, right. <laughs> I was I was putting two to two together on you know don't, obviously Abraham Lincoln once said, "Don't believe everything you read on the internet." But uh, no, yeah, no, I did. I, I, did, I was kind of reading in my, between the lines a little bit, so... Uh, but yeah, then, I, yeah. sent, I, I have sent my files into the, the casting guys at Star Wars, though, but not for oh, the... Oh, really? Ex- yeah, not for the extras stuff, though, because um, for anyone who is unaware of this, um, actors and extras are two completely different things. Like, oh, yeah. You know, if, you, if you get cast as an extra, then you're only ever going to get extra work because people won't take you seriously. Oh, no. Uh, as an actor yeah well yeah. mind you in a professional wrestling they'll say that even if you like went out as like uh, you know just as the easter bunny they'll uh, if you know, they say oh well he did that you know what else will he do will he like uh, jump on thumbtacks or whatever and stuff like that you know so uh, yeah but obviously you don't want to go into wrestling so uh, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I mean yeah, I mean yeah. well yeah, definitely. I'm glad you shared that with us, Harry. You know, we're all rooting for you, man. It's like you know, we, we yeah yeah. I mean, if we can get a campaign to get Harry on in Star Wars Episode Eight, it's like we <laughs> well, we should do it. I, t- it's like- <laughs> I tell you this, I'm more interested in becoming the next Doctor Who because uh, obviously in this last week, both Stephen Moffat and Peter Capaldi have said that they're going to be leaving. Doctor Who, so yeah. um, well, it'll be interesting to see if they decide to. Wasn't it? Wasn't he like the oldest Doctor Who that they had? Uh, uh, I, th- I think William Hartnell might have been a bit older. Yeah, uh, he's certainly the the oldest Doctor of the new series. Yeah, yeah but um, I wonder if they'll go the other way and get a younger Doctor. Possibly. So. Well, here's hoping. A junior doctor who probably hopefully won't go on strike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And on that bombshell. And on that bombshell, we'll leave it for tonight. So uh, anyway, Harry, pleasure as always. And uh, I'll catch you next week, man. Yeah. See you next week, buddy. Cheers. Take care. Bye. 
All right, everybody. Um, I'll tell you what, I know Skype's been doing that again. I'll have to figure out how to stop it doing that. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much for joining me up on the show. If you want to go on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Aramata Show. If you want to go on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Aramata Show. I will keep the YouTube channel open for now, which is youtube.com forward slash Aramata Show. You can find all the uh, great ballads, uh, clips from there, and uh, also other stuff that we're going to post up on there as well. I've got to be honest with you. I mean, if Doug Walker had not posted that video for saying that he's got his monetization back, I would literally you know um absolutely leathered youtube tonight and i would have said you know what and in fact i'll tell you what i still am angry at youtube the fact that there's still youtubers out there who have not even got an explanation for why shit happens to them you know it's like i, I want youtube to basically go up to these people and say this is the reason why we took down your youtube channels this is the reason why you know we held your uh, careers hostage this is the reason why you're not getting you know you're, you've not been paid for three weeks you know give give them the least the um, amounts of respect to do that you know i hope everyone kind of agrees with me on this give the just what we're asking for from youtube is a little respect and i tell you what if we didn't get to that video tonight i would have gone full blazes and i would even even if we even went further than that i would even threaten to shut down the youtube channel because it's like you know it's not fair and it's not right all right, that's all the ranting I'm going to do tonight, guys. Uh, thank you very much for checking out the show. We actually did a somewhat a full show, you know, an hour and 11 minutes, so it actually has been pretty cool. So uh, anyway, take care, guys. I'll catch you later, and uh, as always, uh, have a good week, and goodbye for now.